Sam, get him! Use the shield, Sam, with the shield. Oh, Whoa. shit! Oh my god. <laughs> He's been training. He's been training. Without our super soldiers, how much power does the power oh, broker really have? That's true. Dang. Sherry, come on, Sherry. <laughs> oh my god. This doesn't really make any sense. So you're the power broker. Mm -hmm. I mean, even Batrock's confused. Batrock found out. <laughs> ah, friendship. It's the power of friendship. I'll miss these guys. Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Oh, oh shoot, it says Captain that. America That's now. Great. It's not Falcon. Oh my okay. god. That, it's that makes up for a while. It's a face. That's pretty cool. Welcome back to New Rockstars. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier Episode 6 officially rebrands Sam Wilson with a losing title of Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Hey. So great. So great. So uh, responding to all the doubt over whether or not he should carry Captain America's shield with the brightest, most colorful version of the Captain <laughs> America suit we have seen yet. But uh, for everything else in this finale, really, right now, we can only say, what, what the, the Falcon? Falcon? <laughs> <laughs> this is Inside Marvel. It's New Rockstar's after show for the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I'm Eric Voss here with MT. How are you is, feeling, MT? I'm feeling so excited to finally see a live action Black Captain America. And like, yeah. I didn't think that I would get like emotional on the inside, like seeing him fly around, but I was like, oh my God, this is yeah. actually happening. This is happening. This is yeah. for real. Agreed. So, oh man, I'm feeling, I'm feeling hopeful for the future. Uh, yeah, the way, the way Sam owns it and uh, the way he just shuts everyone down and says, no, I'm Captain America. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and like that whole, every scene with Isaiah Bradley on the show was so he, beautifully oh written. Oh my God, Lumley kicks ass. Like he's yeah. just such a good actor. It's so he's good. So, yeah, he's fantastic. <laughs> All this stuff with, with Sam's journey over whether or not to carry that shield is, if, if it could just be that as a show, I, right? A plus, you know, like what an interesting story. Uh, what like an emotional journey. Uh, but a lot of the stuff on the periphery of the show is just leaving us a little confused as to what the intent was. So here we're just going to try to go through it together because mm. uh, we're, I'm not here trying to crap on the show or anything. Oh, yeah, I know not. writing TV, editing TV, especially during a pandemic is really hard. So you have to end up making certain compromises, certain choices, choosing what your priorities are. Mm. Um, so I think we're just going to go through what exactly uh, they mean by the finale. This whole scene with Sharon Carter. Who's she on the phone with at yeah. the end there? And what has been her plan this whole time? Mm. Uh, I, let's let's see if we can figure it out together. Sound yeah, good, MT? Let's dig into it. So for episode six, the Flag Smashers are trying to straight up murder the GRC. It's yeah. not just disrupted. Carly <laughs> takes it a step further, and she's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna drive this truck into a big um, construction pit, and they'll all die." <laughs> Uh, and they're like, geez, what did I sign up for? Right. But they are stopped by Bucky. Also, Sharon Carter, uh, a face mesh chemical weapon yes. tossing Sharon Carter. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, I was excited to see the face mesh again. I was like, yeah, that's my, one of my that favorite things about Winter Soldier. I, I, do I like was excited to Mission see the Impossible. face smush when she melted that dude. Right? I was like, oh, oh my God. God, this is some really just violent stuff. Like his face was just like, I guess oh, I'm dead now. Me. That's, the, that's what I get for hugging a random white lady on the street by accident. <laughs> uh, <laughs> never do that. <laughs> That's what um, happens when you don't social distance. You get your face melted right, off. That's right. That's right. It's not over yet. No hugs. No touching. Um, but uh, they're, of course, also stopped most pivotably, pivotally, 
I started, gotta stop making up words. Um, <laughs> Sam Wilson, uh, once Falcon, now Captain America, in this badass new suit given to him by the Wakandans, and he's now mm. proudly going by Captain America. It's so yes. great. John Walker shows up in this fight, and he ultimately chooses to save lives instead of seeking vengeance. Yeah. Interesting choice there. Very interesting. And during this, Sharon Carter reveals herself, we think, to be the power broker, and she kills mm. Matrock. I say we think just because she never explicitly says it, but the context yeah. of the scene is, yes, she is the power broker. I'm not going to argue that point. <laughs> um, and uh, she actually also later kills Carly. Mm. Uh, and then as Sam brings Carly's body back, he makes this big speech to the GRC leaders with, I love this, perfect video and speech. audio picked up by the nearby news I know, cameras. that's all I can think about. I was just like, how are you getting <laughs> this perfect audio right now? That's impossible. <laughs> because the whole world needs to watch this speech, whether it's uh, Torres just watching on his TV screen or Sarah watching at home. Everybody's watching this one newsfeed. Right. Uh, <laughs> and basically, his speech kind of goes on and covers a lot of different er areas, but he basically conveys Carly's um, ideals that the people making these decisions for the rest of the world don't truly empathize with the struggle of the people who are being affected by these decisions um it's kind of a, a rocky four moment where he's like look yeah. if i can change and you can change maybe we all can change and it and it works somewhere gorbachev was watching this standing up standing out. so yes i do like this new black one yes let's let's do more of that um but no like i love that speech it was just it's so true because a lot of the times politicians don't consult any of the people yeah. that they're making legislation for so it's just right. like you guys need to open your eyes. Like, come on, man. Like, you're trying to, like, effectively deport a zillion people to homelessness. Like, they don't really know where they're going. So it's just like, right. sit down and, and think about it, guys. Because the Flag Smashers, even though they were kind of not the most interesting villains, they extreme. have a point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's, uh, they often, I think you say politicians have to pick winners and, uh, winners and losers. Mm. And they don't think about the people who are going to be losing as a result of these kind of decisions set it's like true. you don't have to pick winners and losers in society you can take a step back and kind of make things that are going to be good for for the and you got to look out for the most vulnerable of society mm. right that's if you're going to be making decisions exactly i mean i'm sure vulture would agree with all of this he'd be oh, like yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's the government think about us he was guy. standing up applauding too and he's like and also nice wings right <laughs> Quacked in America is also flapping his wings, saluting <laughs> with his wing from that lake in New York. Now, uh, the Flag Smashers, <laughs> this is a little hilarious. They were arrested and immediately blown up, orchestrated by Zemo through his old butler. From yeah. <laughs> white gloves and all. Uh. Oh, man, that old man was, uh, he came for the smoke. He was like, you know what? No super soldiers. Like, the, yep. the, the mission still goes on, even though yep. the master is in prison for now. For now. <laughs> Yep. So Val suits up John Walker as U.S. agent. Yes. Zemo's still chilling in the raft prison. Sam kind of gets Isaiah's blessing and then reveals this statue of him in the cap exhibit. Oh, so his so history nice. is no longer as erased as it was, though uh, we were joking before this call. I think a lot of people are going to go to that exhibit and be like, who was this one again? I'm right? not going to read the plaque. I don't know who that is. It's and like, who is walking. this one? Oh, it's, it's so nice that they put the plaque there. Anyway, moving on. It's just like... <laughs> 
they, yeah, there definitely should have been more of a, a more cameras and stuff there to be like, yeah. look, this happened. It's yes, Black Captain America happened. before, yes. like, you know, after Steve Rogers. Bucky fesses up to Mr. Nakajima about what he did to his son. And then mm. they all party back home. That's the kind of party I can't wait to get back into. I know, right? The know, cookout, bro. You invited to the cookout, Eric? Just just so you know. You okay. invited to the cookout, I'm bro. I'm still invited, even after the theories I came up with through this show. Hell cause... yeah, because we need theories at the cookout. How okay. can you can't have a cookout without some Marvel theories, bro? <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, and then we get this uh, post credit scene where Sharon gets her pardon from apparently the only guy who works for the U.S. government. <laughs> this guy's pulling triple duty. Um, and she has this shady phone call about mm. now having access to government secrets and uh, prototype weapons, leaving us wonder who she's on the phone with and what her next steps are. Mm. So... We are going to talk about Sharon Carter and this Power Broker reveal, and we'll also what is next for her and for Captain America, uh, Sam Wilson, Captain America, that is, but also <laughs> old Cap, uh, mm. as well as for Bucky and U.S. Agent John Walker. What's happening? When are we going to see all these characters again, and what's going to be their mission? Mm. Uh, but before we dive into it real quick, I am wearing our latest Obsession shirt, Anarchy Assembled, Ooh. which you can get at NewRockStarsMerch.com. But, but we also just released a new Zemo design. Yes. Who's really pulling the strings? Both designs are getting low on stock and some sizes are close to selling out. So grab one fast before they're gone. And if you get the Anarchy Assembled shirt, as is always the case for Inside Marvel, you will unlock an additional option to write in a custom shout out that will appear at the bottom of these Inside Marvel after shows. For example, let's see, Miguel Galvan says, how do you think the last episode of the Falcon Winter Soldier will correlate with the upcoming Shang-Chi? Hmm. I had some thoughts that uh, there would be a Madripoor connection, especially if the power broker was going to be revealed as the Mandarin, which she was not. Um, <laughs> I still think Shang-Chi could visit Madripoor, though. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I, Shang-Chi, I mean, with your breakdown, you definitely hit the nail on the head there. Like, that fight seems to be taking place in Madripoor. And yeah. I was doing some research the other day, and I believe that fight was a fight called the Bloodsport in Madripoor. Oh, yeah. Um, it happens once a year. Um, oh. so yeah, I think that we're going to see Shang-Chi, um, in Madripoor at some point. Uh, another comment, see, Jedediah Hera says, if Bucky married Sarah, then he and Sam would be stuck together for life. That's true. <laughs> I am shipping those too hard. I want to see Yes, I, I just want Bucky to marry Sarah just to spite Sam. I just yeah. think that would just be hilarious. They have to spend every Thanksgiving <laughs> together. I'm sorry. Right? It's, I need to see them in each other's lives. It's like, um, where's Uncle Buck? <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Buck. Uh, and Robert Cutler says, GMA Cannon, Eric Voss Cannon, new Obsession shirt Cannon, I'm Cannon. <laughs> yep, I 100% uh, agree. That's accurate logic. Eric there. is 100% Cannon um, <laughs> in, in real life and the MCU and the GMA Cannon. Well, they're going to fire me out of a Cannon now <laughs> after all this. <laughs> oh, lordy, lordy. Um, all right, MT, what's our first What the Falcon? Well, the first What the Falcon of the Day, Eric, is how the Falcon is Sharon Carter, the power broker. <laughs> All right, I got to take the L here um, because I'm not going to hide. I'm not going to I'm going to take the L with you, bro. It. You're not taking the L alone. Okay. I will take the L with you because I was right here Thank with you, you, when, you when, when we were saying it, bro. We yeah. both taking the L. I appreciate that. Uh, I firmly did not believe Sharon Carter was herself the power mm. broker. I was thinking maybe she was working for the power broker. Instead, it was, I thought maybe it was connected to the Ten Rings um, or some other shadowy crime lord. But instead, this episode proves me wrong, as I've been proved wrong by pretty much every movie I have made predictions for. People are joking, saying like, oh, Eric's 0 for 2. It's like, no, 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 my friend. I've been doing this for like five years. 
I'm like, uh, like 100 for 350, maybe. <laughs> Still not a good record that I'm you know, proud of, but uh, I'm not in this for accuracy, obviously, <laughs> with the theories I pitch. Uh, but just like kind of the most fun ways I think this might Bro, go based off. Listen, blues. you're talking with one of the most wrong people on the internet, me. <laughs> like, I have been so wrong about Guardians of the Galaxy stuff in the past. Yeah, so, like. Next to me, you're you're perfectly fine, dude. Don't even worry about it. You go. Oh, you go. We're, we're just sharing a debunk bed. We've been debunked, and yeah, debunk we trade bed. off top and bottom of debunked. That's just how it works. Um, so what did this episode kind of explain with Sharon Carter? Uh, we get this moment with Carly Morgenthau, where Sharon wants Carly to come work for her again. None of the mm. other people are around. It's just the two of them, it seems. Uh, but then Carly starts to say Sharon only wants her for power, mm. and how much power does a power broker have without her? Uh, mm. And Sharon kind of gives this interesting kind of look and says, well, more than you. And then Batrock overhears this and says, ah, so you're the Pele Broca. And then uh, <laughs> he says that he's going to uh, threaten to tell the whole world about this unless he mm. pays her four times as much. Uh, and then Sharon's like, I don't like blackmail. And then shoots him, <laughs> killing him. And then later, uh, you know, hides, covers this up by shooting and killing Carly. And then at the end of the episode, Sharon gets her pardon, but then shadily calls her contacts to be ready for state secrets and prototype weapons. So mm. who do you think Sharon is calling here? Maybe one of her lieutenants, maybe another criminal contact. Uh, could she be calling people? I mean, honestly, it seems like she's connected to everybody who's uh, who wants weapons in the MCU, whether it be the Ten Rings, uh, AIM, Justin Hammer's old organization, his contacts, Justin Hammer yeah. himself. Um, if a Norman Osborn ever gets introduced to the MCU, he's probably going to be on the Rolodex of, uh, of the power broker. I mean, I, I honestly think that the show is establishing her as the power broker. And like you said, even though we haven't explicitly gotten, um, her saying, yes, I am the power broker. I'm Sharon power broker Carter. You can just call me Sharon secrets. Cause that's just what mm -hmm. I'd be doing. Um, yeah. but we, we haven't got that exactly, <laughs> but I, I, I would be hard pressed to, to think that they would end the series being like, oh no, she wasn't really the power broker. It right. seems like she is the power broker. And she Agreed. was talking to one of her underlings. Um, yeah. Just be like, hey, get ready. Cause uh, I just got pardoned and I'm about to get my old job back. So like, I'm about to, you know, snitch on all these people. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I just think that she was just talking to a random associate. But, yeah. yeah. Agreed MT. Um, a, a lot of folks out there are saying like, whoa, maybe she isn't actually the true power broker because, um, you know, she never explicitly says she's a power mm -hmm. broker. No, I mean, I part of me wishes that were the case, but here's the big glaring evidence. She killed Batroc over yeah. his threat to tell the world that she's a power broker. And by killing mm -hmm. him, she proves that she must be the true power broker because she needs to stay anonymous. That's yeah. her, the big source of her power is her anonymity. She wouldn't have killed uh, Batroc. She wouldn't have cared if Batroc thought she was a power broker if she wasn't the true power broker, right? She would have just called his blood yeah. and said, go ahead, tell who you want. I'm definitely not the power broker. <laughs> it's like, you're wrong, but like, whatever. Yeah. It'll help the real power broker if you just spread that around, right. so whatever. I think it would help to go back through this season and try to track what Sharon Carter's plan has been throughout all this mm. as a power broker. Um, so looking at it, uh, stepping back from it as a power broker, Sharon must know that her greatest power comes from anonymity. So yeah. she's been claiming that she might work for the power broker. She's at least in his orbit, but all this time, all along, she was secretly her own boss, self-employed this <laughs> one. Um, but we have to ask how long has Sharon been the power broker? Because mm. Zemo said that he was aware of him only by reputation and mm. seem to have run afoul of the power broker in the past. The problem is Zemo has been in prison this whole time. 
Um, yes. And uh, he was in prison since Civil War. And during in Civil War, Sharon Carter seemed to be just working for the CIA. She had not broken bad yet. So mm. Sharon Carter might have had a double identity as a power broker way back then. But also based on her line to Sam and Bucky in episode three, this whole life of crime didn't really start until she was labeled a criminal in Civil War and then had to leave the country. So it's not mm. really clear when this began. It seems like the show is saying this was relatively recently. It was sometime after Civil War when yeah. this began. I so, mean, I, I was thinking that there could potentially be a possibility that maybe a power broker existed some, like in some time before Sharon went on the run and then Sharon deposed broker. the power broker. Mm. And because no one knew what the power broker looked like, she could be like, oh, I can just be the power broker now because it's easy because no one knows what he looks like. I um, like that idea. That is a possibility, but yeah. yeah, but we don't really know at this point in time. Yeah. As a power broker, Sharon Carter wants to wield influence via things like the super soldier serum, but also other valuable assets like stolen art, prototype weapons, state secrets. But in order to do that, she has to be able to fly under the radar. And ideally, she needs to be back in the United States in her old job at the CIA with all the contacts and information she had at her disposal. So Sharon, at some point in the past, hired Carly and Dovich to work security for her in Madripoor to protect her interests in the Super Soldier Serum project. But they ended up stealing that serum. So mm. as she tried to track down Carly, Sam and Bucky and Zemo arrived looking for the same thing. So Sharon must have seen an opportunity to use these guys to help her find Carly and ultimately mm. get her pardon out of that deal. Um, but then in order to do that, Sharon had to kill Selby. That was that rival crime leader in Madripoor because mm. Selby was about to kill Sam, who would have been her ticket to a pardon. And then she ended up killing many of the assassins triggered by Selby's death, all while Sam and Bucky talked to Dr. Nagel. Mm. Now, the implication of that is Sharon actually didn't really need to find Dr. Nagel's location using those contacts at the art party. She would yeah. have known full where, well where <laughs> he was throughout all of that it was all smoke and mirrors it was all the show mm -hmm. she just uh, wanted to see zemo dance she was like that that's I got what zemo it, that was here. all about it's like <laughs> i need to see this guy dance first then we can get to my master plan right um but first we dance and then later sharon uses uh, some power broker satellites let's not forget about those to help sam yes. and bucky find carly while steering clear of john walker but we have to acknowledge that this reveal left us with quite a few questions. Yes. Like, why did Sharon Carter lead Sam, Bucky, and Zemo to Nagel? If she wanted to collaborate to find the Flag Smashers, couldn't she have just told them what she, as a power broker, already knew about the Flag Smashers' past whereabouts? Or maybe use her mm. satellites? Like, why would she expose her precious chemist to someone like Zemo. Exactly. That's a those are really good questions. I think <laughs> I yeah. Know. I think she was just really just trying to just keep that power broker thing a secret. And she was just like, you know what? I'm not the power broker. See, here's Nagel. Like, don't even consider me. Right. Um, right. And there yeah, are other are ways, you know, but um, this is just what they end up doing. And also, if she's a power broker, why didn't she have any backup while facing the assassins in those exactly. shipyards? Like, if this was all an act. Who was it for? Yeah. Sam and Bucky were inside. They were not watching her in that moment. She was going at it alone on all these guys, despite having a criminal empire of armed people to take down. But she was going alone to do this. Yeah. Uh, I mean, she, as a power broker, she must have uh, an army of people. We saw her militants that she checked in with in that yeah. tunnel uh, last episode or the episode before. Why weren't any of them? Why didn't she have any backup? Maybe uh, one of Sharon Carter's uh, new uh, powers as the power broker is that she can uh, see when the audience is watching. And so yeah. she was like, I have to put on a show for everyone at home because <laughs> they're going to find out all the power brokers. Yeah, I got to fool those new rock stars nerds to look like idiots. <laughs> 
Well <laughs> done. Team are watching. We got to kill Mission some guys. accomplished. Um, <laughs> but furthermore, I mean, we have to address how could Sharon have built up this empire in this limited amount of time? I mean, Endgame said she blipped. I know a lot mm. of folks are arguing with me on Twitter saying that that missing person screen could have been faked and that Sharon Carter was faking her dusting. Um, maybe that's the truth now. I think the show's ultimate answer to all of these questions is that's just how badass Sharon Carter is. <laughs> like, this is someone who can fool the Avengers into thinking she dusted, fool the criminal world into thinking she's some, into thinking there's some other power broker, man behind the curtain, who's not her, all mm. while she builds a criminal empire with hundreds of millions of dollars in stolen artwork, along with satellites, super soldier serum, chemical weapons that melt people, Black Widow <laughs> face mask mesh, and the ability to get into the uh, US undetected, all while single-handedly John wicking through dozens of assassins. Um, I hey, could. Maybe she is just that good. I don't know. But yeah, it she is clearly sort of is. Like a she weird must be that good. Batman effect yeah. in some weird way. It's just like, I'm just a, a human like tank and I, like, I can just do anything. It just, yeah, it's just kind of weird. That is the truth. That it's weird, but it's true, apparently. And I could <laughs> try to chalk this up to all the reshoots and re-edits they clearly did mm. on the show. Because, yeah, we've talked about this. All of these scenes with Sharon Carter and the Flag Smashers just seem super rushed, uneven, yeah. weirdly edited. And I do that to compare them to all the other really good stuff in the show. Like everything with Sam's journey with the shield. Isaiah Bradley, so well written, so well edited. This mm. is what these same TV producers are capable of doing when they're telling the story that they want to tell. Just mm. rewatch it and compare the scenes with the Flag Smashers and just look how fast all this exposition, exposition drops, how inelegantly they drop what their next step or what their mission is. Yeah. Uh, it's You can get away with a little bit of that in TV shows, but if you have to do it this much, it means stuff was changed. And I am yeah. dying to hear what the showrunners say was the original plan or what they intended the Flag Smashers and Sharon Carter to be all about. It would be so great to get like a like a full length documentary of both like WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Oh yeah. Just to see just how much uh, COVID-19 just messed things up because yeah. it really did. They had that BTS documentary for, um, for WandaVision on Disney Plus, but they don't mm -hmm. go too deep into what was changed because that's kind of yeah. like, they don't want to go too much into how the sausage gets made because it yeah. kind of exposes how hard this all is and how mm. many sacrifices have to get made. And ultimately, I think, and they're right, that general viewers don't care that much about it. But that is changing now with things like the Snyder Cut. The yes. narrative of Justice League in 2017 was what was changed, what was supposed to be in this, until mm. years later, we get the original intent, the original vision of what this was supposed to be. And mm. for better or worse, that's the world we live in now. Um, I'm not crazy about that, but that's like when you change this much and you mm. have this kind of weird finished product with this subplot, people are going to have questions. It's um, inevitable. Yeah. I, there could be a huge virus subplot that had to be removed, leaving everyone connected to that subplot. Now weirdly confusing and a finished edit. Um, mm. But I do have to say by capping this series with a post credit scene that shows intent. That means the producers are saying this is what they all wanted it to build up to in that post credit scene with Sharon mm. Carter. Like I'm I'm now trying to wonder what they were setting up with that. They didn't have to include that post credit scene. We were it was mm. already pretty clear that Sharon was the power broker that you know, you could have included her pardon scene in the midst of that closing montage, but with yeah. that post credit scene there seem to be a couple different things that it could be setting up. I mean like it, it could potentially be setting up 
a Sharon as a villain in Armor Wars. Um, yeah, that's what maybe. I was thinking too. Yeah, because we were talking about that earlier and you brought that up. I was like, yeah, you're totally right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is uh, a lot of people are saying Secret Invasion that she might be a scroll, but I, if anything, this makes it less likely she's a scroll to me because she used that mask mm. to hide her identity. If she was a scroll shapeshifter, she would not mess around with that kind of tech. It'd be like beneath her. Uh, she could shapeshift into anything if she was a, an actual scroll. Not saying she won't be in Secret Invasion. She could totally show up in Secret Invasion. I just don't mm. think she's going to be playing the role of Skrull. She's now going to be playing this role of vague power broker. I and guess. And that's what she is in the MCU now. <laughs> I, I, it's, I, the, yeah. it's the new Trevor Slattery. <laughs> <laughs> in a way, yeah. yeah. In a uh, weird way. But I do think Armor Wars is where we'll see her next. Just because this idea of prototype weapons. I think that's what mm. it's going to be fought over. Rhodey's going to be part of that. Um, and we're going to see, it's going to be the war of superhero technology. You know, mm. when things that are derived from Tony Stark's tech fall into the wrong hands. Which I would argue has been the story of the whole MCU up until this point. But yes. um, uh, we're going to just see a true roadie led story about that. And I think Sharon, it's now looking like going to be the villain of Armor Wars. If I had I to wonder bet on if it. Sharon is going to gun after White Vision now. Because oh, yeah. White Vision is yeah. loose loose uh, element and now that she's you know stealing secrets she's gonna know that white vision is on the loose and go to try to go get him probably yeah so who knows yeah white vision might be the ultimate MacGuffin of armor wars of like <laughs> they're trying to convince white vision to fight on their side to fight on their side there's gonna be a lot of different people who are making uh ship-based metaphors to him to try to convince him <laughs> to join their team like so i hear you like shipbuilding huh well look at this and it's going to be like that Napoleon Dynamite scene. It's like, I bet you ain't seen one of these before. <laughs> it's like, I want that. It's like, oh, hey, Vision, have you ever heard of the Nina, Pinta, and Santa Maria? Those are some pretty great ships. Mm -hmm. Recalibrating. <laughs> Tell me Changing more. Changing allegiances. <laughs> uh, we'll be talking far more about Sharon Carter as time goes on. Uh, but there, there are more questions we want to get to from this show. But first, we want to thank some people who helped us make this, starting with our friends at Bespoke Post. Bespoke Post has a new lineup of essential box of awesome collections for guys guaranteed to upgrade your life. The retreat box comes with a cool hammock, which is perfect Ooh. for the spring because by the time you get into the outdoors, you will be ready for a nap. Uh, whether or not you're uh, out taming the wilderness or taking uh, your home bar to pro-level heights, Bespoke Post only sends guys the best stuff every month. No matter what you're into, Box of Awesome has you covered. From style and grooming goods to barware, cooking tools, and outdoor gear, Box of Awesome has collections for every part of your life. To get started, take the quiz at boxofawesome.com. Your answers will help them pick the right Box of Awesome for you. They release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories. The brew and flight boxes are the new ones that look really cool to me. It's free to sign up, and you can skip a month or cancel anytime. Each box only costs 45 bucks, but has over $70 worth of gear inside. Get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code MARVEL at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com. Code MARVEL for 20% off your first box. Also, we want to thank our friends at Upstart. So paying off debt can feel like an uphill battle. High interest rates resulting in minimum monthly payments keeps you in an endless cycle of debt. Well, Upstart can help you get ahead. Upstart is the fast and easy way off your debt with a personal loan all online. Whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high interest debt, or funding personal expenses, over half a million people have used Upstart to get a simple fixed monthly payment. Unlike other lenders, Upstart looks at more than just your credit score, like your income and employment history. This means they can offer smarter rates with trusted partners 
with a five minute online rate check, you can see your rate upfront for loans between $1,000 to $50,000. You can receive funds as fast as one business day after accepting your loan. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash Marvel. That's upstart.com slash Marvel. Don't forget to use our URL to let them know that we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit income and certain other information provided on your loan application. Go to upstart.com slash Marvel. And lastly, we want to thank BetterHelp for sponsoring us. Lots of us have gone through periods where something was interfering with our happiness or preventing us from mm -hmm. achieving our goals, right? BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating with them in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. It's available worldwide and includes a broad range of expertise that may not be available in your area. You'll get mm -hmm. uh, timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as you would with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. They have a special offer for our audience. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash marvel. That's betterhelp.com slash marvel for 10% off your first month. All right, MT, uh, our next What the Falcon. I want to know from you, What the Falcon was Val's involvement with Zemo and his butler's killing of the Flag Smashers? She was kind of teasing that she was yeah. involved with it, wasn't involved with it, but was... Do you think she had a hand in that? Potentially. I mean, I feel like they wouldn't put that line in there if she didn't have something to do with it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she was very with like, she was very quick to pick up like, oh, this explosion happened. Zemo. This is Zemo. It's straight up Zemo. So maybe she provided, um, she worked in conjunction with Zemo's butler to provide him with the explosives or something yeah. to, to make it happen. Or, um, you know, maybe she is trying to put this Thunderbolts team together. Yeah. And so like she's like, all right, I'll do a little something for Zemo. Zemo does a little something for me, you know. And like it's it's in everyone's best interest to have the Flag Smashers dead anyway. Mm -hmm. So you know, it, it, I'm sure she didn't. She wasn't sad if she was involved to do it. But uh, right. it's sort of still up in the air. What do you think, Eric? Yeah, I don't see why she would. Uh, I mean, at first I could see why she would want to take credit for that, but just to John Walker's wife, you know, like yeah. <laughs> what is she trying to prove? Yeah, I think she was involved with it in a way. Mm -hmm. I think. Uh, I think she helped because I don't think that butler could have planned that all by himself. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I know Zemo has resources and this butler is like on his own private jet. His Alfred. I'd like to think that he, yeah. he only just like serves Zemo, does crosswords and then plans explosions. <laughs> yeah. I do three things really well. What do you need me to do? Explosions today? No, no, Zalfred. Zalfred, just the jet today. Oh. It's like, oh, he puts the bombs away. Oh. Sadly puts bombs away. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's why I think, I think Val was involved with that. I think mm. I wanted to see a conversation between Val and Zemo on the raft there, just to kind of tie that together. But as off-screen producer Brandon said, it seemed like they had Julia Louis-Dreyfus for one day and then just shot mm. both her scenes in that location with those other two actors. <laughs> that's yes. all they had her for. <laughs> but I think you're right. I think that we could still be seeing something Thunderbolts related. If there was mm. that link between Val and, uh, and with Zemo on the raft, Something overseen by Thaddeus Ross, someone who showed up in the credits of the show, but wasn't at all referenced otherwise in the show. Why? Why? Yeah. 
did you put him in the credits? If you're yeah, not that's it? such a weird thing. Because it's like everything else in like, the credits pretty much came up. Isaiah Bradley came up, Power Broker came up, all these other little clues in the credits came up. I wonder if he either he was cut or his role was cut. Maybe. And that he pro maybe he had a bigger role in like the, you know, if COVID never happened cut of this. Maybe. But yeah, it is super weird to to have him his name brought up at all. All right. Third what the Falcon of the Day is. What the Falcon is next for John Walker as mm. U.S. agent? I mean, like, are we supposed to like him now? Because it was sort of random that, like, you know, we he, he sort of ended the last episode with, like, I'm crazy, and I'm about to do some crazy things to avenge Lamar. And now he's just sort of just like, I guess we're buddying up with the people that broke my arm, I guess. This is right. fine. He's quoting Lincoln. Uh, right? <laughs> and saving the truck. Lincoln centers. quotes, like, up while he was making his new whack shield. Yeah, like I just—it's just really weird that like they just—it it seems to me that they were just like we're setting John Walker up for something else, so we can't make him look super crazy and super unlikable, and you know, like like a villain because we sort of want to set him up as U.S. agent as this sort of like, you know, like well-meaning Captain America, quote unquote, um, but with like some, you know everything not all right up there yeah um, i think that's the problem though with that is like that scene with him bludgeoning that dude to death with the shield is one of the more striking images from this show and you mm. mean to tell us that we're supposed to now empathize with that character after that and yeah. like him now and see like i obviously it's gonna be more of an anti-hero but that moment at the end where he goes i'm back i'm back i'm back there was no judgment to that yeah. in that scene I, I mean all we know is that he's just working with val but it seems like the show's moral conclusions were cloudy at best when it comes to characters like John Walker and Carly Morgenthau. Like, yeah. Carly's own Flag Smashers turned on her and said, whoa, you a freaking crazy terrorist. And mm. then, like, at the end, Sam cradles her body just because she says she's sorry. And then argues <laughs> with all these senators. The senators suck, too. I get it. Argue with them. I think his speech was justified to them. But... I mean, I'm just worried about the bad takes out there where people are going to be like, wait, so you're saying we're allowed to disrupt a vote by government leaders and senators mm -hmm. and we're not terrorists if we do that and we throw yeah. uh, smoke bombs in a government building and try to kill them? That's okay as long as our ideals, as long as we're the victims of the situation. I mean, yeah, like, I don't like totally the way right. that was written at all. Yeah, because like you're totally right because like they technically sort of got what they wanted through violence in a way like they their yeah. voices were heard and then you know you know through sam the grc stepped down so it's just like what message are we sending here is are we right. sending like violence works and like it's okay to like you know attack the grc if you need to um even though the grc isn't real but you right. know it's just like what what i don't understand specifically what it's okay to, to try for. to murder them it's okay yeah. to try to burn them alive and run, <laughs> run their truck off a freaking uh, edge into a ravine, like yeah. it's okay yeah. to do that. Yeah, it's just like to the show. <laughs> it's just really weird because, like you know, the flag smashers technically won with with their um, wanting to be heard through extremism, and yeah. it's just like, it's what's going to stop the next person from being, uh, you know, putting up the mask and and mm -hmm. becoming a flag smasher or Which, some type of other extremist like Zemo yeah. or or you know it's to be fair to sam and to this show that is a point sam makes in his speech he does say like mm -hmm. you don't want to see what the next version of carly morgan that was going to look like 
I totally get it. And the MCU is okay to have us empathize with the sentiment or the philosophy of the villains, as we saw with mm. Killmonger. Black Panther did such a good job of that. Uh, mm. With Thanos, like a lot of people were saying Thanos did nothing wrong, but like they kind of present this Malthusian argument with Thanos that like the ends justify the means uh, mm. with Thanos as well, with Zemo. But here, her mission has always been kind of different episode to episode. You don't really know why she's doing what she's doing other than I'm the little guy. They're making decisions that aren't good for us. But like, then she murders people as a result of it. And then we get these looks of judgment from her own team. And like, you mm. include that scene where a team looks like they're about to kill her, right? They're looks like they're about yeah. to just like push her off that ledge to be like, I don't want to fight for, alongside this person <laughs> anymore. And then yeah. Sam pretty much validates all of her actions and her entire argument. And I just don't, I think that part of his speech was like, ooh, move on, move on, Sam, move on, please. <laughs> um, like, maybe we should talk about this. Let's, let's, keep, let's yeah. keep talking about it. Let's keep moving on. Moving on. But the s same thing with John Walker, though. Like, it's even worse in that case because he is a character who murdered someone in the street. I, yeah. And then they kind of punished him last episode. But he says, I'm back. He looks like someone who hasn't learned anything in that final scene. Yeah. Uh, he, he looks like he's rewarded um, for what he's done. Just because he, in the in the heat of battle, he decides not to get vengeance and decides to save a bunch of people. To me, that is not enough moral redemption for a character after what we've seen him do. Yeah, and like we, we don't really get any, like all that much audience shots of him showing up to the battle. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, he was there when, you know, Sam was doing his speech and he didn't say anything. Like he obviously really wanted to be Captain America, but like there was no resistance there's no pushback there was no conversation about that and like we only really see um like the only person that really reacts to this whole john walker situation is his, is his wife at the end, very end of the episode it's like this is like the the lens that we're supposed to be viewing john walker is that like oh no he's getting redemption because like you know his wife seems to be happy with him and like he seems to be happy that he's back but it's just like what what i don't know like what are we what is going on here I don't know. Yeah. Um, and, you know, these are gripes that we have. Overall, the, the thematic core of the show is following Sam in his, like, meeting with Isaiah Bradley. And if you love this show and you love that part of it, we 100% we agree. I think that mm. has been so great. It's just, these are just big things on the periphery that the show also included that just were not written as well. And I have a feeling that, like, Malcolm Spellman, who worked on the show, who's the writer of it, didn't necessarily want to tell those other stories, just wanted to tell Sam's story. And he did, that's why he did such mm. a great job with it. Whereas these other things were just kind of uh, marching orders from the studio. Like, we need to have U.S. agent in this. I want to have the Flag Smashers in this. I want to have, um, you know, Sharon Carter in this. And then Spellman was probably like, all right. <laughs> sure. Um, <laughs> I guess that's So if you want to like the show, we don't want to take that away from you. I just feel like yeah. the only way you can truly, truly... Uh, love this show without any kind of reservations is to have some kind of blinders on. Uh, and we would be lying to you if we said that the show is perfect, you know, because it's it's not a perfect show. Uh, yeah, it's definitely not perfect. It's, it's 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 definitely a good time to watch. And like I like you know we all enjoy a new MCU thing. We were all nuts about the Marvel Cinematic yeah. Universe, but we got to just keep it real. We're not going to bullshit you guys. Like. It's not 100% perfect, and there are flaws. Yeah. So, you know, I think if there's value in in, in seeing those flaws and, like, talking about them, because right. it's not perfect, but it's okay, because we understand that there were those COVID-19 uh, limitations, right. and it's just a weird time. So that the fact that we even got Falcon and the Winter Soldier at all um, is a blessing. 
So it's true. You know, we're and that's not what we should keep it. in mind. That's a very good point. Yeah, um, we're definitely not hating on it, but like yeah. it's, it's, it's not perfect. And, uh, and to that point, uh, MT, our final WTF that we'll talk about in this show, where do you think we will see Cap, Sam, and Bucky go next? I mean, I don't mean Cap, comma, Sam, and Bucky. There's no comma there. It's just like <laughs> Captain America, Sam. I want to see, yes. like, what, uh, what MCU title are they going to come back in? Hmm. I can see them maybe, you know, hitting Rhodey up with like the, hey, thanks for cameo in my show. We're going to cameo mm-hmm. in uh, Armor Wars now real quick. Um, just to like, with, with that Sharon Carter connection, maybe Sam and Bucky be like, hmm, what's this power broker up to? Like, what's going on with like, they're selling secrets and like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. So maybe then, but like, you know, gosh, that's a really good question. What do you think? What do you, what do you think they're going to show up? With? Um, I'd be surprised if they showed up in any of the titles that are announced so far um Mm -hmm. like secret invasion already has a pretty big cast and i think Mm -hmm. one lesson learned we have from both this show and from um and from wandavision is that these marvel disney plus shows are only going to do so much to interconnect with the mcu right Mm -hmm. so like we can have our big theories of how this is going to set up multiverse of madness or thor love and thunder or whatever Ultimately, there's still kind of a dividing line, maybe less of one than was there for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or for the Defenders universe on Netflix, but there still is one there. They have the same mm. actors, and uh, but the people who are writing it have different priorities, different narrative priorities, that different stories that they're telling. So yeah. to answer the question, I think we will see them next in like a Young Avengers story. Uh, mm. I think they'll draw on the relationship that Sam started to form with Eli Bradley. Uh, and the way that Sam kind of just like was an isolated cameo in Ant-Man, uh, mm. I think we'll see that again. Bucky um, might show up in Secret Invasion, but I, again, Secret Invasion is a pretty big cast already. Uh, mm. I don't think we'll see everyone in the MCU in that. And uh, maybe Armor Wars, as you said. But yeah, I think we're going to have to wait to see until there is a new, like, currently unannounced Marvel title that these people will show up in. Bucky, maybe in Black Panther 2. That'd be kind of fun to bring him back to Wakanda. That'd be super, super appropriate. Uh, because, like, she does say, uh, Io, I mean, mm-hmm. does say to make yourself scarce for a little bit. Right. So I feel like, you know, he will come back eventually just to be like, hey, guys, it's me. It's your white buddy. I'm yeah. back in Africa to hang out with my people. Um, yeah. Let me tell you about this cool cooking I went to. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you're totally right. He could totally show up uh, as the White Wolf because I do want him to see. I want. I want to see the White Wolf in action. Yeah, me too. So badly. Yeah. So Black Panther two would be perfect for Bucky. That theory video that you put out a couple weeks ago about like what Bucky's secret Wakandan history was was so cool, and I want to see that as a movie. If you haven't right? watched that video yet, viewer, go check that. Video you gotta White Wolf and the War Dogs of Wakanda. Let's get oh, yeah. it, Kevin Feige. Let's get yeah. it. Um, well, that is it for this episode of Inside Marvel, this uh, Falcon Winter Soldier after show. But we're not done talking about the show, obviously. First off, we're going to do a Q&A with our listeners on Stereo. Uh, and that video will come out on the channel early next week. And we're also going to have mm. uh, future episodes of Inside Marvel. Next Friday, you're going to hear us talk about all the other loose ends of the show. We're going to give ourselves like a week to think about it, to digest it, and do a postseason mm. wrap-up question to answer any further questions you have going to any other theories that we might have for some of these questions uh so but we want to thank you guys so much for staying with us it's been a wild ride on this show a lot of great moments to talk about and we're so glad that 
we were here with you. And MT, uh, it was an honor to host this with you, and I can't wait to continue hosting. Bro, more likewise, like watching Falcon and Winter Soldier with you specifically has been so much fun. You are so smart, and I'm like sorry. getting to trade insight yes. with you has been such a joy. It's, it's been so much fun. Yeah. And especially, again, like with Erickson, with you guys, like it's so cool getting to talk to you guys it via really stereo is. and via YouTube and all the stuff you guys are what makes Marvel amazing. Yeah. And like just being a nerd amazing. So like you guys, that yes. was claps for you. Clap, yes. clap, 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 clap. I love you guys. Um, all right, so uh, follow MT at Mastertainment, follow me at EA Voss, follow New Rockstars, subscribe to Inside Marvel wherever you get your podcasts. Again, check out all of our merch options at NewRockstarsMerch.com. Uh, thank you for watching, and uh, we will close with our favorite moment of the episode. Au revoir.